Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And I am Charlie. And I'm Eva Lewandowski. So the mission of Corporate Talk is to use all our collaborative powers to leave no stone unturned to make a difference in the workplace, even as one person. So what does that mean exactly? Well, it means we're here to help, right? <laughs> yes. Um, it means we're trying to make things better. That's what it means. We're giving back. And that right? everyone can make things better. Uh, yeah. I mean, the two the two um, hot topics this week that um, came up social media-wise were mm-hmm. uh, a couple of people that I know in the industry of uh, information technology – talking about quality assurance. Well, I'm a quality assurance analyst. Um, quality assurance is always a big deal, right? Because yeah, well, it just seems like when you get a piece of software, the quality assurance isn't always there. Right. So uh, how do we make things better, right? How do right. we make a difference? So right. um, one person in particular has been out of work for a while, and um, my question was, well, how do you assure quality as a quality assurance analyst? Mm. And the person kind of laughed a little bit, right? Yeah. And said basically, well, that's not really what I do. I, I execute test scripts. So, you know, we need to improve that, right? We need to, we need to assure the quality of the deliverable that you're being tasked to test. Well, but I think we can take that and make that a little bit more generic, right? Because this is something that we were actually talking about this weekend with a friend of ours. And that it really is around when we're looking at testing or looking at anything within your own job, kind of look outside the box a little bit, right? Because what you were saying there is if you're doing IT testing, it's around you know, executing test scripts. And that's a very limited group of people that we talk to there. But if you're looking at taking what it is that you do in your job and understanding what the tasks or what your position does that actually impacts other people around you, you start becoming, as you would say, a partner. Right. So, right. Uh, right. So as a QA or a quality assurance person in any industry, I get it. Yeah. You want to be involved from the beginning, right? Right. You want to look at the design. Well, maybe, you know, the design needs questions. Your job is to question everything right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You're being tasked um, to assure the quality of this deliverable. So you need to own it from the beginning. Right. Um, And then you become extremely valuable. And it always goes back to what you always talk about, which is question everything, which is kind of what we're doing with our guests today. Yeah, well, we have a great guest. A nice a couple, little segue there. A um, couple <laughs> other things. Um, we had a great show last week. Replays are available. Roy Cohn, executive coach, transition coach, all you corporate guys dangling by a thread. You may want to check in. Yeah, with that's exactly right. Roy yeah. Cohen. Yeah, he was great. Um, look, uh, down, download our show from last week. Um, it's uh, it's very pertinent mm-hmm. to the economy and so on today. Um, okay, the other thing I wanted to mention real quick was about talent acquisition. That was the other hot topic that I see in oh, social okay. media land. Talent acquisition, um, talent retention. And my thing is, if I'm tasked as being a talent acquisition person in my company... So you're an HR. I'm going to look specialist. internally first. Is my point. Yeah, you should, but we tend not to do that, especially we have at to. the upper levels. You know what? Any business, business 101, um, 
utilize and uh, nurture your existing customers, mm-hmm. right? Same thing in a corporation. Nurture your existing employees. So talent acquisition, guys and people, look within. Just mm-hmm. try it. Look within. Anyway, um, those are my two hot buttons. Those are good. Of good the topics. Week. Good um, topics. Very. Jure, I guess Jujur wouldn't be. Right. Very pedestrian, like you know, uh, talent acquisition. People recruit from the outside. I mean, we're not making a difference. Mm-hmm. Quality assurance. Um, executing test scripts, not really making a difference. Right, not really understanding what they're executing. You know, the bar needs to come up. Yeah. Um, okay, so having said all that, um, I get pumped, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's Russian for pumped. I got it. Okay, um, because me personally never went to college. Right. When I was of college age, um, my parents would say, Kids go to college to do drugs and get stupid. Mm-hmm. So I never was given that opportunity. Um, I was steered into a trade school, but 43 years later. An IT trade school. An IT trade school. Yeah. And I'm still working. Mm-hmm. So um, with all of that said, our guest this week is someone that's going to kind of talk about that stuff and also discuss some of the reasons why you may want to rethink your pedestrian-like thinking around college or predictable thinking around college. Well, and because, you know, in going the opposite way, I went to undergraduate and graduate school. But at the time I went, you know, my parents paid for my undergraduate, but it wasn't that expensive. My parents didn't have a lot of money. And when I went to graduate school, work paid for it. And they don't do that anymore. Right. Okay. Right. So, so, I mean, I didn't have that crushing debt that people have now because I'm sure that we would have rethought that had that been a necessity for me to do to really take on a lot of debt. Because even my friends that went to undergraduate that did have to take out student loans, it wasn't the same amount of debt as it is now. It's different. Um, it's interesting. So we have, we have both sides. Yes, so, we do. Uh, our poor guest. Right. So uh, we met Jean, I believe, last April. Yes. In New York City. Um, I would like to introduce our special guest today, Jean Kelly. Jean, are you with us? I certainly am. Hey. Uh, yeah. So we're a little charged around the topic, Jean. But mm-hmm. uh, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Um, and why don't you share first off? your website, and some information about you so our our listeners can track along. Great. Well, I hope we can get a really good conversation going with the public. Uh, First off, the book is The College Myth, Why You Shouldn't Go to College If You Want to Be Successful. And I'm providing an alternate path, or at least the discussion of. And the website is thecollegemyth.com. So... What I would tee up first, and thank you for that great intro of discussion between both your life experiences, uh, if I, I would say if the purpose of college is getting a good job, it's failing at a high rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, 50% of the people that go to college do not graduate from college. And an even higher percentage that do, you know, uh, if they do go to college and get through it, a very large percentage of those don't work in the field that they studied in. I mean, just we know these. These are the facts. Right. So really a lot of my position is not against higher learning. In fact, mm. I believe everybody should be a lifelong learner. Uh, you, you need to constantly be investing in yourself, acquiring skills, acquiring different types of education, things that will benefit you in the workplace, in your life, and help you get where you want to go. My issue against college is there's this assumption, number one, that if I go to college, I'm going to end up with a good job. They graduate after four years, after acquiring a lot of debt in many cases, and they're looking for their high-paying job. They're quickly and sadly have their, their emotions crushed when they find out that they're, you know, they're, they don't qualify for the three things that an employer wants to know. And they want to know, number one, what do you know that's applicable to this job? Number two, 
what experience do you have in this job or this type of work? And number three, what can you do for me? i got a business to run. So they don't have the answers to those questions because they don't have real-life experience. And even though they have an education, it's not an education necessarily that can get them to the path that they started on in the first place, which I want a good job to make a good living, build a family and equity and so on. So coupled with that, and I, I mean there's a broad societal push that you're a failure if you don't go to college. We're saying it at the federal government level because we started this whole big push, nobody left behind, everybody must go to college. So we have this massive debt now where students are coming out of college with debt that is burdening their lives. They can't buy cars, many of them. They can't buy houses. They can't get married and have kids because they're dragging this ball and chain of new debt. And I'm talking about a substantial amount of debt. Uh, on the low end, it's often twenty dollars or $30,000. And on the higher end, it's much as a quarter of a million dollars. I mean, a private university uh, right now is running about a quarter million dollars for four years. And uh, sure, some of that can be reduced in grants and scholarships, but the student is acquiring all of this debt, whatever the number is, it's too much. And uh, the reason there's all this debt is because, just like the housing bubble, remember the housing bubble, everybody said, everybody must own a home. That's the American dream, everybody must own a home, we're gonna make it that way. We're gonna make it available. So anybody with a pulse got a loan, even if they weren't qualified, and we saw all of that money flow into the marketplace, raising the prices up until we had this bubble burst, and we all know how that came out. Well, the same thing is happening now with college, where if you've got a pulse and you want to go to school, you can get a loan, but the debt is yours to keep. It cannot be charged off in bankruptcy. So mm -hmm. this huge bubble has been building, and all that money running in has allowed the colleges and universities to keep upping up and up and up their prices, it has gone up 2,000% in the last 20-some years. That's outrageous. And it's all because we've decided that one size fits all. And if I can continue, <laughs> uh, <Yes. laughs> the, the reason we decided this was back a number of years ago, it was decided that, wow, our competitive edge in the world marketplace was we're thinkers and we're going to be knowledge workers. Everybody's going to be a knowledge worker. And that's what they moved everyone toward, except a little thing called the Internet came along. You may have heard of it. <laughs> As a result of the Internet, we are now competing with multiple billions of people around the world in these knowledge worker type positions. And they're willing to do it for far less than we can afford to do it here in the U.S. So all of this has led to an overweighting of that type of uh, training and a bubble in, co in college expenses and a huge debt by individuals, even seniors that have gone back. I heard you talking about, Eve, about you know, going back to graduate school. A lot of people did that mid-career and took that debt on. I just saw an article last week in the, uh, uh, the AP uh, that was about seniors that are carrying debt that they can't even afford to pay the payments on. And so they're not going to be able to retire. They've got to keep working for just even that. And they didn't get a benefit in increased income because many of them probably didn't even complete what they enrolled in, but they, still they have the debt. So all of that is our current situation. And what I'm trying to illuminate through my book, The College Myth, Why You Shouldn't Go to College You Want to Be Successful, is that there are proven paths to success that are not just college. And quite frankly, um, I'm a self-made, God-blessed, multimillionaire, and I didn't complete college either. I, I mean, I, I didn't go to college in a traditional sense. I went to a trade school. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to one year of junior college, and then I went to a trade school. That trade school allowed me to acquire the knowledge and skills that I was able to build into multiple businesses and, and now have done very well. And so I'm very passionate about this. And what I want people to understand is the real opportunity out there right now is actually in the trades. And if you want to mm -hmm. take a little time to talk about that, we can, we can focus on that for a moment. Um, so, no, a uh, very powerful segment, Gene. And, of course, I agree. And you said really many good things that we want to maybe uh, go over, but we're going to take our first break, okay? So 
Please stay with us. We have a lot more to talk mm-hmm. about. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and our very special guest, Gene Kelly. Uh, we will be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning Shared Leadership Training Seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Gene Kelly, and he's the author of The College Myth. And you can find the book. You can actually download it for free from that website, thecollegemyth.com. And, Gene, you made so many great points in the first segment. I think you were right on. And I know Charlie and I were talking a little bit about um, during the break, and I know you've got some additional well, points you wanted to make, Charlie. So yeah, I mean, before uh, I ask my questions. you know, you bring out the rebel in me, Gene, because <laughs> I took that path. And, um, I, you know, I agree with you 100%. Maybe I didn't think it was the right thing to do at the time. But in the long run, I learned a trade. And I learned how to deliver what is needed in my job. But what I wanted to say is... Um, while we're all trying to get our kids through college mm-hmm. and while our, while the college students are trying to fight, scrap, and claw their way through that experience and assume all of that debt, during that four, five, six-year period, the industries that they may be um, learning about mm-hmm. have been hijacked by offshore. It's already hijacked. Right. So... Um, yeah, I was going to bring that up because year, we've seen how we saw how rates just went down, 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 right? Right. Yeah. Uh, excellent point about the internet uh, because that's what happened, especially and I can say in the IT field. Um, but anyway, I, I wanted to share that with you, Gene, because um, we need we need the workforce quicker, right? We need them quicker to reinvest, just as you said, into a trade. Um, and let's let's get America back, right? Absolutely, that, absolutely. I agree with everything you guys just said. The uh, couple of points here, uh, just so when people, you know, there's a lot of pressure in in families, as you said, to get the kids in the college, and they feel like a failure if somehow they didn't send them to college. And that's not fair to the kids. It's not fair to anybody to only say that one size fits all because right. it doesn't. Um, and they're they're uh, they're overlooking some of the altern I mean opportunities right now here in this country. We've got an amazing thing happening right now in this country. Number one, the baby boomers are graying, as they say, kind of a silver tsunami, where <laughs> there is going the, the people that have these trade skills are retiring, and they can afford to retire because they often have pensions and so on that allow them to do that. So that's one factor. Uh, opening up opportunity in the trades. And when I say trades, uh, you know, we're talking electrical, plumbing, masonry, carpentry, machining, welding, etc. And the second part that's happening is with the new energy that we have in, in throughout the whole Midwest. This is driving manufacturers to desire to bring manufacturing back into the United States, bring it back on shore because Lower energy costs to do so. They're not shipping materials and product across oceans. Number two, it's greener. Everybody that's concerned about that ought to like that. Number three, these are fairly well-educated American workforce that speak a common language, 
and there's tax credits and benefits for them to manufacture back on shore here. So why wouldn't they want to do that? But the biggest reason is they can't find enough qualified people, people that respect the trades, that have developed some skills, and so on. And then to your point, I didn't just come into the, into the marketplace here saying, there's a problem, there's a problem. I'm offering a couple of solutions. The first is to get people to read the book, The College Myth, and sit around the kitchen table, students with their parents, parents with each other as they look even to their future, and say, you know, wait a minute, let's have an open discussion here about the different ways you can have success and what are the components to success. And it's, it's in the book. And again, I'm passionate enough about it that I give it away. It's available on Amazon if they want a hard copy. Uh, it's the College Myth by Gene Kelly. But I'm willing to give it to them for free just to start the conversation throughout the country. They can download a free copy at thecollegemyth.com. So... That's one. The second thing is I, since I came from the trades and I've owned manufacturing companies and, and have a, two companies still to this day, uh, plus my winery here in the Napa Valley, uh, there's a lot going on you need to know about. It gives Knowing these skills, these trade skills, allows you to analyze systems and to be successful in other ways in business. But I looked at how I was taught and how everyone's been taught the trades, and it's the same as it was in the 19th century. Hello, we're not there anymore. Mm -hmm. So through a, uh, a school, an education system that I developed called the Accelerated Technical Training Institute, we have created a method of teaching trade skills on an accelerated basis. So they don't have to go four years just to learn a basic trade. They can learn them in months, not years. And that's what we offer. And a great place to get information on that is a, a website that we have called instanttradeskills.com. That's instanttradeskills.com. So I believe in the conversation here, guys, that we need both to reexamine the why is someone going to college, because I know parents are hoping they're going to get a great job and be able to travel on in life, and that may not be true, and so at least have the conversation. And number two, let's look at the viable alternatives. And number three, let's figure out a better way to do it. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah, no, I love the, I, I love also that you respect the education because I feel the same way. I mean, I'm not against it. And, um, you know, certainly it would have made me smarter, <laughs> right? Um, but you're exactly right. Parents and need to have that conversation at the table. What do we think we want to accomplish? Uh, where are we headed? And let's pick the right path. Some of it may be, sometimes the path might be college. Sometimes the path might be elsewhere. Well, and to Gene's point that he made a point earlier, right? I agree with that. But he made a point earlier about not one size fits all. And college isn't always for everybody. Right. I mean, there are people that are meant to be lawyers. There are people that are meant to be doctors or accountants or whatever. Right. Business analysts. But there's also people that are better in the trades that are better with working with their hands, that are better work, working with a skill. And there's something to be said for learning a trade understanding a trade, but then also maybe taking a year or two in community college and getting a bit of a business background so that you've got, you're kind of, you've got both of those skill sets, right? Not only trades, but you also kind of understand business. I think that could make you pretty, a pretty lethal, give you a real lethal combination. However, I did have a question for you, Gene, around when it comes to learning a trade and then getting into a trade, can there be some issues around getting into a union and don't you have to apprentice? I mean, I'm kind of really on the periphery of all that, but I thought that there were some issues around actually being able to get a spot once you have those skills to be able to start to apprentice and get into the union, or am I wrong? Uh, you are right, but there's art alternatives. Okay. So unions... Uh, follow a 19th century path of number of hours but in seat equals competency. And that's not true. Competency equals competency. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm not, a, right. I'm not a big fan of holding people back just so you can have cheaper labor longer. And that's part of the path. There are certain trades that are locked up and are not as easy to get into immediately. 
but there are variations of those same skills that you can use in an unfettered way where you can do well for yourself. Um, as to the comment on some college, I have no argument with that. In fact, mm-hmm. I will say to everybody, they need to get this loud and clear. You need to be a lifelong learner. I don't care what your job is. Do you have a, a doctor? Would you want your doctor to never go to another seminar again or learn anything more after he learned how to be a doctor? Uh, I don't want to go to that guy. Would you want, you know, John, even people in something you'd think was well-established, uh, someone like Donald Trump. Donald Trump reads and studies constantly. Anybody I know does not check their brain at, you know, the the moment they walk into the job. They don't check their brain the moment they, they uh, get one, um, one piece of information and a degree or some document or a license. That's just the beginning. You need to be engaged, people. You need to constantly be adding value to yourself and to the community. And, yes, there are a lot of trade skills that you can get into and not have to hop through the loops, hoops of an apprenticeship. Um, there are better and faster ways to learn a lot of the basics. But I do want to emphasize everybody, no matter what degree you have, whatever skill trade you have, you need to keep up, uh, adding education and, and insight and development to that. And the, to the point as far as we state about working with your hands, many people put that in the immediate context of, gee, Bubba's too dumb, he has to work with his hands. And that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. What, what they ought, need to do if you're going to be successful is you get the opportunity to work with your hands and your mind. And you right. get to build something, create something. I, I mean, I can't think of anything worse than being stuck in a, trapped in a, a cubicle for your whole life. You know, even in prison, you can at least get out on parole, you know? <laughs> Nothing worse. You're right. We've Nothing been worse. there. Nothing worse. <laughs> and you're right. You know, when, when we've had, We've had work done on the house, and when the contractor comes to the house, there's nothing better, though, than having a contractor that understands what needs to get done, but also can speak to the design of it, can understand, you know, the issues that you might have around what the budget is. You know, there's all these different pieces that it's not... It's not just the skill in your hands. You could see I mean, when it's the skill in your head. Yeah, too. you can see when a technician invested in themselves. Yes, absolutely. The you can tell that it's a huge point. difference. Yeah, it's a yeah. huge difference. Well, you guys are right, and I want to also point out, even though my book is the college myth, and I'm clanging the bell about that particular debt bubble and the lack of education, applicable education that's happening there. I also want to point out that the trade skills that we teach are also going to help a lot of people in re- that are moving into retirement and are worried about running out of money before they run out of life uh, mm-hmm. and being busy and productive in it. So they, too, can learn trades. We need people in the trades. And by the way, uh, I just saw a study from the state of I- Idaho Department of Labor. <laughs> it was an educational study versus comp- lifetime compensation, and they had a journeyman electrician above in their state any people making it with a master's degree and just below in income, total lifeline time earnings, someone with a professional uh, license or a PhD. And I even question the PhD a lot. They're making $44 and change per hour. Mm-hmm. There's a- well, because you need them, right? I mean, Absolutely. You, always, you will always need electric, right? So there's there's just so many different options and I and I love that you're bringing up all the options. And we're about to go into our second break, but when we come back from the break, I want to start I want to talk a little bit about where do women fit into all of this gene. So, let's take our second break. We'll be right back. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Okay, guys, we are back. Segment three. We're in a heated discussion with Gene Kelly, author of The College <laughs> Myth. Uh, Gene, powerful stuff. Um, and Eva, we're fighting during the break because, <laughs> you know, Eva wants to uh, get her questions answered and I want to get mine answered. So, Let's see if we can do them both, right? Yes. One of the things I wanted to say first before we come back to you, E, is, um, Gene, uh, I know 
you gave us a clue uh, as to where you're located. Are you on the West Coast? Yes, that's that's correct. I live in the Napa Valley. Okay. Um, so I'm from the East Coast, and now I'm living in the middle, right? And being in the middle, I see some shocking things occurring that speaks exactly to what you're saying. And that is that um, you meet someone on a street, on the street, and they say, what school did you go to? Mm. Um, you want some work done on your house, tumbleweed, because there's nobody around. Um, the economy is faltering here because you have all of these uh, lawyers in college legally trained and not working, mm-hmm. right? And you have um, businesses that need to be run. You have manufacturing that need to be run. You have homes that need to be built. So there's a void here, mm-hmm. and it's in the middle, and the parents are saying, my kid, my son, my daughter went to college. They deserve better as if I'm less of a person, right? So uh, I don't know how we how we solve that problem, right? Um, I think the best way to solve it is to get your book, get it on the dinner table, and serve that instead of whatever they serve here. Well, and I think I'm, I'm before I even let Jean get a word in edgewise, right, as we're talking, you know, the way to solve it is exactly what Jean was saying earlier. You know, you've got the electrician making more money than the college graduates because they can't get work. And I think that right there is when you start pulling out those statistics, that's what will make the difference. Yeah, maybe you're right. What do you think, Jean? Well, absolutely, and I, I do encourage people, get the book. It's free download at thecollegemyth.com uh, and have the discussion. And they may find out, again, like I said, even for people that are well beyond the years of college, that there's opportunity out there. Uh, you know, we need to rebuild the entire infrastructure of the United States. Mm-hmm. Have, it's just crumbling. We have pipes that are serving cities or water for that are hundreds of years, literally over 100 years old in many locations, and so on and so on. There's just so much that needs to be done. And, hey, trust me, guys, you're not going to be outsourcing your plumbing anytime soon to India, okay? Mm-hmm. Right. That needs to be done here, and all this infrastructure work needs to be done here. You know, we're actually importing welders from the Philippines and other countries just to fill the needs we have for these jobs. Why aren't, why, you know... There's no reason for it. There's no reason the for reason it. It's primarily because people aren't educated and exposed to the opportunity in the trades and that this needs to be done. And, you know, matter of fact, Mike Rowe, who did a the show, uh, Dirty Jobs, for mm-hmm. a number of years and really respect that guy. And he's got, he's re- he too mm-hmm. is, is talking the same kind of story. Uh, and he has a new job, I think, uh, I mean, a new show, I think it's called uh, something like, you know, somebody's got to do it, and uh, it, it's the truth. I mean, somebody's got to do it. They say, they're talking that just the bridges, I think it was in the state of Ohio, just over one river was going to take 15, was going to provide 15 years of employment uh, just doing the infrastructure work there. It's everywhere, and it's so hard to find people right now. I mean, I like I said, I own a winery and a vineyard property, and uh, just even finding people to do variety of different work for us is tough. And the beauty of knowing all these skills, and we actually have a, our highest level program is a certified multi-level technician. And what it is, is there's seven trades that they know, uh, locksmithing, welding, machining, plumbing, electrical, carpentry, masonry. And when you have all of that, those skills, whether you're doing them or not, it gives you the ability to have kind of a 40,000 view of a problem. You're not like, oh, I can only do electrical. I can only do carpentry. You can Mm -hmm. see the whole problem and create the solution. So one of the six-figure jobs that's out there right now and in demand is facilities maintenance managers. So once you have this knowledge, you don't always have to be doing the thing. You can be directing the work of the thing or organizing multiple trades together and understanding. I've I've literally traveled around the world doing that type of work, being called into uh, as a consultant on problems and have solved those problems. And then you asked about, Eve, you asked about women in the trades. Mm-hmm. And it, 
there's a great opportunity for women in the trades. We've trained a number of women, and they're very successful at it. What it requires to be successful in the trade is first for a clear image of what and why you're doing the work in between your ears, in your mind. If you have the image in your mind of what you're trying to accomplish and the, know, understand the reason why, you can teach your hands to do the work. So women can be successful as electricians. There's not a lot of heavy lifting there. Uh, they can be locksmiths. They can be welders. I mean, not can be. They are. They're out mm-hmm. Um, they can be carpenters. They can be masons. They can do it all. Uh, so there's an absolutely no reason why women should be excluded in any way in the trades. Um, there is opportunity there, particularly for people that get the satisfaction at the end of the day realizing they actually accomplished something. Uh, you know, you don't get that feeling by, you know, hitting the keys on a keyboard. Right. That's exactly right. And, and I also wanted to add that that bridge in Ohio that you were discussing is um, right by our house. Yeah, it's right by our house. <laughs> it's right by our house and goes from Cincinnati into Kentucky. Um, the parents want to just blame politics and not understand why it's not getting fixed. Well, I, I, was, I think that there's a big misconception out there because it's sort of like if people don't go to college, they immediately think that when they leave high school – that they'll go to Walmart or Target and work that way, right. right, or into a factory job. And they're not understanding that if they took some time and learned a trade, that they could make a lot of money more than the people that are leaving school and in all this debt. And I don't think people are – it, it used to be like when my parents were young, it was all about a trade. I mean, my dad was a tool and die maker. You know, so it was all about having a trade and going to a trade school. It was a very honorable profession. But now that sort of has fallen to the wayside, but it's coming back. Right. And people need to understand By that. By the way, I agree. Uh, mine was a bookie. Oh, you got to be a bookie. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, Gene, college myth, we love it. I agree. It needs to be presented at the table nightly in the mm-hmm. homes. But I want to talk a little bit about this accelerated trade program that you have developed. Yeah. Okay. Um, and let me, and, and in conjunction with the opportunity of uh, reshoring manufacturing locally, right? Mm-hmm. So, so if I drove to California, would I have to drive to California to take this training that you offer? No, you wouldn't. Uh, This is a distance education program because we recognized, you know, again, I came from a background in the trade skills. I also had uh, other experience in other areas, including developing training programs uh, for security purposes. And so I blended those skills together to create an accelerated process for training the trades and the To do that, you really need, there's really two components. Uh, There is, number one, the theory. Now, typical trade school or any school, the the method of teaching you is you show up for class, maybe for an hour, maybe for a couple of hours, and you have some sort of role or check-in. You have a teacher telling you jokes. Uh, You're operating to the slowest person, level of the slowest person in the class. You know, it's just not a, it's, it, you're learning a small piece out of all those hours, maybe you get 20, 30 minutes of, of solid information. Now you have the next class, that was a Tuesday evening, now you have another one Thursday evening or the following week, and you get another little piece and another little piece and another little piece, and then you're out sick, the instructor's out sick, it's a holiday, and what happens? You have to take and knit together all those little pieces to try and figure out what you really have learned or need to learn. We deliver it step-by-step using a video format, both online and offline, so that we can teach you what you really need to know in your mind. Everything from the history through the different systems, and once you understand how it works and you have the ability to analyze a breakdown of the system, the next component is you need the hands-on experience. Well, how do you get that? Well, first off, the... It's overemphasized because the, you need to know really clearly know what you are doing. If you're working in a trade and, and Bubba's supposed to be showing you how to do it, well, 
first off, Bubba may not be a good teacher. Bubba may not know exactly the right way to do it. Number three, you're a threat to him. If he shows you everything, he might take his job. So right. he's not highly right. motivated to train you. What we do is we have fundamental hands-on skills that we teach that are the entry into each of these trades. So you can do these skill sets at home, and if you want to, you can go to one of our campuses, but it's not required. Most of the time, you can take your knowledge and those basic core entry skills that you can literally show a guy answering those three questions. What do you know about this particular trade? Number two, what experience have you had? And number three, what can you do for me? Well, you can answer all those because you have the knowledge, you have the phone, some of this hands-on training in a home environment, which is fairly, you know, it'll give you what you need to start with, or you can go to one of our campuses, but you're going to learn it quickly, and now you can go to the employer and say, well, I can do this. I can, I can solder pipes. I can solder together copper piping. I can glue piping. I understand how to set a toilet. I've set a toilet, you know, and so on and so on. And now they can actually enter in those trades. And we also have a lot of business owners that they're desperate for employees, and they can't they don't have the time to train them. They don't have a system for training them. Our right. programs will, will do that for them. And no, I, I love it. And, you know, it's too, it's yeah. not far removed from adding soft skills to that also, mm-hmm. right, for the corporate employee that um, needs to break into a, uh, a line of business or something in the workplace. It doesn't yeah, always have it. to be, um, you know, a, a hard uh, mechanical hands-on skill. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very, very interesting. We want to talk about it some more, even um, some more about manufacturing when we come back. Please stay with us. Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We'll be right back with our special guest, Gene Kelly. Stay with us. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. We're back, everyone, with our guest today, Gene Kelly. And Gene is the author of The College Myth. Gene, why don't you um, go ahead and share your contact information and the website again and where they can get different versions of the book. That would be great. Sure. If they want to get a hard copy of the book, it's available on Amazon. Uh, if they would like a free digital copy or, or uh, PDF of the book, uh, they can go to thecollegemyth.com, thecollegemyth.com. And if they're interested in learning trade skills for uh, themselves or for potentially their students or someone else that they know, their uh, kids, uh, uh, I would suggest that they go to instanttradeskills.com, instanttradeskills.com. And then our corporate site is the Accelerated Tactical Training Institute. That's a mouthful, I know, but <laughs> it tells the story. Accelerated Technical Training Institute. All right. Yeah, and so, I, I, what I love about the Institute is that you can do it online, which is perfect, right? Right, and a lot of it is delivered on DVD for the home so that they can actually be watching and reviewing the videos in a workshop environment. So, you know, and distance education uh, is really a growing trend because we can deliver so much value at such a low cost. I mean, the investment in our certified multi-trade technician program is less than what they're going to spend at most community colleges. And they're going to learn oh, different trade skills. And I, I can't overestimate, I mean, overemphasize enough the ability to have that 40,000-foot view and look at a problem and be able to reason through a problem it is applicable. You're talking about the corporate world. It's totally applicable to the corporate world because when you get that 
and understand how to use that type of technique to analyze problems, you can do it in a variety of different situations that aren't necessarily mechanical. Right. That was yeah. my point. Exactly. And I did have a question, though. When, when someone um, is taking this course at home, how do you then become certified? Is when they're done with the, with the courses, then they're certified and a certified electrician, a certified plumber? How does that work? Well, in the, they're certified in the knowledge and we test in the knowledge that we provide. So they're going to learn the theory and mm-hmm. get certified in that. They'll have the opportunity to do the hands-on practical application. But when you talk about a particular trade that is licensed, you know, we can't license for, you know, each trade in each state because it varies state to state. So this is not that they can suddenly are a licensed contractor. I just want to make that clear. But you're not going to get to that unless you have this knowledge. Uh, This is the fastest route to learning these skills without having to indenture yourself for four years as an apprentice somewhere. Right, and I I don't want to uh, mislead anyone in thinking that your training is any less because of, you know, because of not having that uh, licensed certification, right? That's not the value. The value is going to come from being able to talk those three questions, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to show someone what you can do for them, right? Right. And uh, just another quick point: we were talking about this yesterday. Um, if you think a forty thousand foot view is not important, we were hearing about salesmen of knee parts that were being called during surgery by the doctors to help them through the process. So there you go, right? I mean... Boy, um, I sure hope they know the mechanics of the device. Right. right. Uh, right. And again, again, understanding how things work is something that's been, been lost in this country as all the shops classes around the country and schools and, and so on have been just shut down and ripped out to put in computers. And right. now that we've got computers in virtually everybody's home and multiple, you know, online devices, they're finally waking up and bringing a few of these shop classes back. But it's too late. There's a huge vacuum out there. And, right. and, and I want to also get people thinking, you know, it's not just the alternative to college, although there's that's huge. And, by the way, uh, more than, du- you know, double-digit Students are not graduating even from high school these days. That's a huge problem we have out here in California, and I know that it's across the country. Uh, mm-hmm. So you got to look at those folks too. They're they're not even call, going to college isn't even really in their conversation. It's you know how do I make some money to survive? Well, we want to bring them up in the world, and uh, because the more that someone can do, the better the, and healthier the whole economy is. But there are also people, as I said, that are thinking of retiring, and they realize that they need to continue to work. They may as well work on their own terms. There are people that just want to know. We've got a big do-it-yourself movement and self-reliancy movement in this country, and I support that. And So they want these courses. And you have all the returning military and people that have been downsized out of countries, I mean companies. Let's, let's make sure that they have a place to go. Because if they don't have a place to go and they get frustrated and they just, only thing they can do is, you know, get government support, well, eventually that runs out. What have we done for them? Nothing. We need to show them a path. We can't do it for them, but we can show them a path to success. And that's what I'm all about. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, I I love it. I do too, yeah. Gene, you can do some damage out there. This is, you're, you're good. Um, So, (laughs) Uh, what can I do in my state if I want to bring some manufacturing back um, here? I mean, uh, you know, where would I start trade-wise? What trades would I start thinking about um, promoting in the area? I mean, uh, am I going too far off topic here? No, I think it's a great question. Uh, it's not one that I've got a 100% answer for, but I'm going to give you some, some ideas. There are people, there are companies that are looking to relocate their businesses away from high-cost, high-taxed areas to lower-cost, lower-taxed areas. And they are willing to bring their checkbook with them and pay for a lot. 
uh, and provide jobs. I would be having, I would work with the Economic Development Department. I'm doing that in, uh, in a couple of states where I'm saying I'm even willing to help modify our programs to help train their people for you know, what's needed in that particular manufacturer or uh, workplace. And many of the systems we've developed here at the Accelerated Technical Training Institute are manager, are, 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 uh, we can mold them and take certain components of them or more than one trade and train people. For the example, I, I can't talk too much about it, but in one of the states I'm working in, a major aircraft manufacturer wants to set up a facility there and we are offering to help accelerate that process by training the people locally that they want to hire. So I think you're spot on. Yeah. Get the conversation going. How can we bring business? I mean, most of the states have driven business away. Mm-hmm. Let's talk yeah. about how we can bring business in and help people be productive by giving the manufacturers what they need and want with a trained workforce. And even and if you know trades, especially if you know several trades, even if your job isn't exactly that, knowing how to think, knowing how things work, is going to give you an opportunity to excel at that. And I'm committed within the Accelerated Technical Training Institute to continue the process of educating people, not just on the trade, but on business success, life success as well. And yeah. uh, but but I want to I want to just put a stake in the heart of the people's, you know, of this whole conversation has been preached for years of, well, go get a degree or go get this and you're kind of done and you're going to, you're owed success. I mean, they don't say it that way, but that's the end result. And I'm calling for Americans to step up the plate, take some personal responsibility. Don't look for somebody else to make you successful. You make you successful, but start by getting something that you can bring to the table. And if that's a trade skill, I'm right here for you. Um, no, we love it. We got about 20 seconds left, Gene. Uh, we'd love to have you back. Um, can you just share your company one more time? Sure. Get the book at thecollegemyth.com. Get the information on trade skills at instanttradeskills.com. So www.instanttradeskills.com. And the company is the Accelerated Technical Training Institute. And they can find out more about us on that website. Excellent. Uh, great job, Gene, and maybe we'll reach out uh, shortly, um, but uh, all the best, and thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Gene. It was great. Thank you for allowing me to have this conversation. Let's spread it across America. We will. We're teammates. Yep. Excellent show, E. Um, it was an excellent Gene was a great show. guest. He really brings it. Um, well, you know what I love about it is that it gives people alternatives, right? It gives people hope. There's a lot of people out there that I'm sure are wondering, well, how are they going to send their children to college? Or maybe their kid isn't really meant for college. Right. Right? I mean, there are a lot of people that really do like working with their hands and, and could be really good at this. Yeah. You know, and not sitting in a cubicle. So I think it's a perfect alternative. And, and I'm so glad that he was on the show today to share all this information. Yep. It was really good. More to come on this topic going forward. Yep. Guaranteed. Are we done? We're done. Excellent. Thanks, everyone. Um, Gene Kelly, The Real Deal. And uh, we college want to myth. thank com. our wonderful producer, Dave Olson. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a great week, everyone. Good night. Good night.